Welcome to Negotiating Happiness, the show that helps you find happiness, success, and balance in your work and life. I'm Adriana Fierstra, your host for this journey into entrepreneurship and personal growth. We're broadcasting live on 107.7 and 105.3 FM in New Orleans as part of the United Public Radio Network. We explore the latest strategies, insights, and stories from successful entrepreneurs and experts. From managing stress to building a thriving business, we've got you covered. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Adriana Fierstro, and you are listening to Negotiating Happiness. We are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. And if you feel like kicking back and watching some TV, do find us on Roku TV as well by typing in the channel UFO Paranormal. So today is February 26th, 2024. I still can't believe we are in 2024 already. Um, again, I'm Adriana and I am here today with the lovely Jane Allison from Dovetail Community in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Hello, Jane. How are you? Hello. This is awesome. So good to be with you. I'm so excited that we uh, we got you to come on here today because I feel like we've got so much to learn from you. So I really appreciate you being here today. Oh, well, it's my honor. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm just going to do a really quick intro here for everybody that's tuning in. We are going to be live in the comments if you have any questions. And we are also live on Instagram. We are, um, we're kind of navigating that right now since Instagram is kind of a separate part of our of our uh, streaming board here at the station so if you guys have any questions and you're on instagram just keep in mind there's a little bit of a delay but please we welcome your comments and questions um i just wanted to give you a quick intro here so um jane was lovely and decided to come on today to talk to us a little bit about pr and um, discovering some of the myths and uh, what it means to actually fail so who is jane jane is an award-winning community advocate and communications professional and is the principal of dovetail community it is a firm devoted to counseling connecting and mentoring organizations oh, excuse me i'm just getting over being sick so bear with me folks <laughs> Um, she's mentoring organizations about community impact and development, as well as PR communications strategies and facilitation. She was the manager of community partnerships at the Hamilton Spectator for more than 11 years. After being at the Hamilton Wentworth District School Board for almost nine years in the role of public relations officer, Jane is a frequent speaker, moderator, and host for events, workshops, and teaching sessions, and has launched two podcasts, Side Roads and Tangents. She is a graduate of University of Guelph and the postgraduate public relations program at Humber College. Jane has been named a Canadian Public Relations Society Diamond and Jubilee Mentor of the Year. In 2021, Dovetail Community was named the Diamond Level PR firm, the Hamilton Spectre's Reader's Choice Awards. She has been designated. Oh, I'm so glad to have oh, you on. Oh, thanks. With a resume well, like just, that, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds, um, you know, the certain words like a fellow, you know, what does that mean? That's the old guard uh, terminology, but it's, it's quite meaningful all the same. But yeah, it's, it's you know, you give someone enough time to, apply their trade and good stuff can happen. That's right. That's right. And I'm sure you've got 
so much more to go. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about, um, so the way that we usually kind of do the show is we talk a lot about entrepreneurship and what are the whys and what, you know, kind of yeah. pushes you to move forward. And then at some point in the show, we'll get really real and we'll talk about the good yeah. and the bad. And we also talk about yeah. what makes you happy, kind of what makes this worth it. So yeah. Let's start off a little bit about, Love it. you know, how did Dovetail come about? Interesting. Um, so a bit of background, public relations and communications is one of those professions that can easily lend itself to setting up your own practice, being a freelancer. Um, and certainly many of my friends and colleagues had done that over the years. I never once wanted to do that. I loved being part of an organization. Uh, I love direct deposit paychecks. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, but th it was just, <laughs> I, I loved working with a team towards, uh, you know, a common goal or regular, um, uh, regular milestones. And so I, I was perfectly happy um, working the way I was, which is part of, uh, you know, various things, corporate sectors, not-for-profit, uh, private sector. And the Hamilton Spectator was a dream job, really, for so long, um, until it, it wasn't, until media started shifting a bit, as, it, as we've seen it to continue to do so in the last few years. But I thought I would stay at the Spectator for a long time. And then they eliminated my position and my department and my budget and my job. And so... What does one do? And um, I was really lucky. I mean, it was a shock, a complete shock. Uh, a lot of people could consider it a failure. I don't at this point, and we can dive into that a bit later too, I think. But the yeah. af after the initial shock and, you know, it was maybe, like I felt lucky. I had a lot of support, um, but maybe about two weeks, I, I had this brainstorm, this epiphany that, Given what had happened, even though it was fairly dramatic, it still wasn't the worst thing that was ever going to happen to me. And yeah. in fact, it wasn't the worst thing that had happened to me even at that point. And I, I, I've had a pretty great life. So what I mean by that is, you know, we all go through stuff um, and we lose people too soon. And, you know, the really big stuff. And so I knew at that point that, you know, it would be a big bump in the road, but it wasn't going to derail me permanently. And so once I realized that, Adriana, I felt free, like I could fly. And listen, I'll be honest, having a great package really helped. Like they were fair and at a very good severance, which not everybody can say that. Um, so I felt lucky that way. And what it gave me was time to think and to ponder. Right. Isn't isn't that I don't the greatest know about, gift time? Oh, so good, so good, yeah. and that's the only thing we'll never earn back, isn't it? Is time. So that's I right. took that time, and um, I thought about what to do. And it's funny, my I say my lawyer, like mm, my lawyer, but uh, I obviously got I had a lawyer um, during the this severance period, and he was the first one to say, oh, now you can set up your own shop. And I said, I don't think so. Like I even, you know, I was very resistant to it. 
And a few other people, you know, maybe suggested that. And, and that expression of the, the universe starts off with a little whisper and then it's a shout. And then, you know, that was true in this case, yeah. but I, so I started pondering it and thinking about it and maybe, and I don't know. And I think I was nervous about it, quite frankly, like I, the idea of selling your services, which of course ends up not what you're doing at all. Um, you're being mm. of service and that's a whole different mindset. Um, but I kind of was getting into that mode a bit, but it took a few months and then it took a, um, I knew I needed someone to kind of talk this through so uh, with, and so a great uh, friend of mine, uh, David Love, who had just at that time set up his own uh, fundraising agency in Vancouver called Love Fundraising. Isn't that a fantastic name? Um, yeah. And he and I had met the first day of the public relations program at Humber. And we'd been friends all that time. And that was a number of years at that point. Um, and so I said, hey, um, how about we go away for a few days and, you know, I can pick your brain and we can talk about stuff. And we are so lucky, so lucky that in those days it was very inexpensive to travel uh, to Palm Springs, which is where we went. So I was quite deliberate about it. I thought I need something that's the same time zone as David's in. And that would provide this sort of, you know, escape vacation feel without it being a big production. Anyway, Palm Springs was our place. And so we talked and ate and drove around and looked at architecture, which is my secret passion, and talked more. And by the end of that trip, I came home knowing I would start what became Dovetail. I love that you touched yeah. on a little bit of everything that's kind yeah. of entrepreneurship because I yeah. talk a, a lot about one of the reasons why I started this platform is to have what you have with David, right? To have that kind of back and forth mm -hmm. to learn from each other and to just help each other, which is so wonderful to have. And not that, you know, you don't have a supportive, you know, family or friends. It's just, it's not the same when they're not in the same space as you, right? Right. So that's so important. And I hear a lot of these stories and including my own, something wonderful came out of a at first seemed not a positive experience right yes and i and exactly. i love that because it just it it kind of helps you switch your mindset to say you know and you may not be into i love this term these days you know i might be all woo woo or into mm. like the whole universe whispering i am but even if you're not it's a really good lesson to learn that it it all depends on perspective. It all depends on what you want to do next and what are you willing to work for it, right? And then that could completely change your life, which is, it's so amazing to hear. It is. And I, first of all, I'm totally into the woo-woo, so no problem. I love it. Um, and, this and is and the believe, place to be then. <laughs> and I believe in symbols and signs, and I think there's no such thing as coincidences and, and that sort of stuff. Um, what was fascinating to me at that time is how quickly things sort of lined up. Um, great friends of mine, you've had her on your podcast, Jen Hutter, now of Honey oh, I Flow love Jen. Coaching. Yeah. Um, 
she was part owner of a graphic design and creative studio at that mm-hmm. point. And mm-hmm. those good folks said, Hey, you know, we can, how about maybe you hang around our place and, you know, call it a workspace and just see what happens. And maybe there's some synergy and, Oh, by the way, we could help you with your brand and coming up with a name. And I thought, okay, fantastic. And I think having a place to go and creative people to talk with and bounce these ideas off of um, and help you get launched left me feeling as if I had wings, like that, that this situation had given me wings versus weights. And so that's what happened. We, you know, they um, did this fabulous marketing discovery process, which is very woo woo, but very practical and scientific too. And we, they presented um, the name and a proposed logo to me, which is the name and logo I still use. And I saw it and I burst into tears because I knew, I knew that was my next big adventure. And it has been. Isn't it wonderful we were off. having that, yeah. uh, having that kind of like sp- just spark just makes everything yeah. flow from there, right? Yeah, it really is. And it, it also points to one of the things that I believe with all my heart and is that community is everything. So having a community around you and that takes on different meanings at different situations, but having a community around me at that time to help me work through this phase was invaluable and it made all the difference because it's you get into trouble when you feel alone I don't mean when you are alone but just when you Mm -hmm. feel alone or you Mm -hmm. feel isolated Um, you know now there's days I work alone and I feel completely fulfilled and connected because I have this community Um, and so that is that was my first um, example of that from from on my behalf. Um, I've done it for organizations before, but I was always representing them. Um, now this was for me and people showed up for me and that I can't tell you, I'm I'm sure you understand that feeling having, um, experienced it yourself is that makes you feel like anything is possible. And that's the sweet spot of when you, you know, when, um, Uh, you dwell in possibility, which I did not make that up. That was Edith Wharton, I think, Um, or Edna St. Vincent Millay, one of those ladies with an E for first name, but (laughs) dwell in possibility. And that's the most beautiful place to be because you have hope, you have collaboration and you have the idea of what's to come. That's right. And I I love that you touched on, it's not when you're alone, it's when you feel alone, because there are many times in our lives where we are surrounded by exactly the right people, but you can't help what you feel and how you feel. And it I love that we acknowledge that fact that sometimes we just feel alone. So that is a crucial time when you make decisions, right? Life is just a collection of decisions and outcomes, right? So it's true. And it's deciding the next right thing. That's right. The next right right thing. So with that in mind, um, tell us a little bit about, you know, what is PR? I mean, we hear about all these celebrities all the time about when they get into hot water and they have a great PR team, but that's not all that PR is. And I want to get a take on, you know, um, 
for me specifically yes. because I am Canadian and you know um, I'm sure it applies to with to all of our American friends as well but mm -hmm. I just want to have your take on what kind of work do you do how mm -hmm. do you help small businesses because I don't think there is enough information out there for small businesses to realize what kind of a resource PR can be so yeah. I really want to highlight that Oh, absolutely. I love talking about this stuff. So, um, so first of all, I think the example you cite is, is a very specific kind of public relations, and mm. that would be um, entertainment PR and specifically publicity, the management of publicity, whether getting more or seeking less. Um, right. But public relations in general, so it, it gets a bit confusing, I think, because of the word public, and, and that has a very specific meaning in the profession. Um, but if you substituted the word audience um, with pu public and audience mm -hmm. relations, and so, and every audience has different needs for communication and different techniques that would reach them the best. But right. um, the short answer is public relations is the strategic management and communication of information to target audiences, understanding their needs and required outcomes. And typically on behalf of an organization, and an organization could be one person as a client or a large multinational um, and everything in between. So it's all around um, assessing, strategizing, crafting, and distributing information in a way that's meaningful and authentic. That's my take and my approach and a lot of my colleagues. And we're governed by a code of ethics through the Canadian Public Relations Society, which is also affiliated with the Public Relations Society of America. So here in Canada, we're CPRS. In the States, they're PRSA. And then also that feeds into the International PR Association. And this code of ethics is the same for all all of those. So it's a um, we're not quite a profession in the eyes of you know large P professions like accounting, let's say, but we're pretty close in that there is a code of ethics. Um, there's a college of um, expertise that we train through, um, and that accredit the education programs that we participate in. I. But who gets to decide that, right? When you're saying, well, we're not quite a profession or we're not, it's such a, I don't know. I come from the corporate world too, and it's taken me three mm. whole years to kind of detach from that corporate veil because I realized that it's very limiting. So now working in yeah. the digital space and working with so many brilliant people that would yeah. never be considered a professional yeah. has kind of shown me that everything is relative relative to what and whose yeah. interpretation are we accepting right so oh fascinating that could be a whole thing <laughs> i know it's a whole thing get into um right you know i i, I don't want to use the p word but patriarchy oh, sure of, sure of if you think about who were the accountants who were the physicians who were the lawyers. The lawyers. I come and from so, law, so I am well, well yeah. versed in that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In that um, really horrifying article that was recently in the Toronto Star about mm. um, female lawyers and what they're facing 
um, in terms of harassment these days, it, like yeah. right now, it's, it oh, was, yeah. it was so upsetting to read. Um, but so I think, and, and, and this is not a blame thing. It's an explanation thing with, for a, sure. teensy, with a teensy bit of frustration thrown in, but for sure, for we've sure. got decades and millennia really, because I mean, Shakespeare talked about lawyers Although he had a female Laura Portia in The Merchant of Venice, didn't he? Oh, so, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah. But so we talk about, you know, um, centuries of um, ways of doing things. Yeah. And so to to anticipate and expect that they would be eradicated in even two or three generations is, you know, when you think about it that way, um, it's it's overreaching a bit um having said that i still want to i still want to push it yeah. forward i still think it needs to be in so many areas but this is one example of um you know at least i'd say at least once a month if i someone says oh you know what do you do and i say and they, oh oh so you're a publicist <laughs> or oh like hacks and flats right 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 and i say uh, you know and i'm thinking okay do i want to be like really pissy and uptight about this and kind of explain, or right. I, I usually use humor to, to deflect. Which um, it's, it's such a, it's such a polite way of, you know, expressing your, what your actual opinion might be on the fact. So I commend you for that. <laughs> I just, I have no patience half the time and yeah. I just kind of cut straight to the chase. And oh, we get a lot of that too, as an online business manager, people have no idea what I do and that's fair. Sure. There could be a lot of types of, yeah. so I take the time to explain, but the moment they try to um, kind of like minimize or yeah. summarize to the bones, you know, all the work that you put in day and day out, that's when you just have to cut it off because I think it's uh, it's something that's been ingrained in us. It's, um, as a woman, be nice. And take up less know, space. Don't argue yep. um, because then you're too aggressive. Right. Um, or don't be bossy. But if, it's a, if you're in the male space, it's okay to be bossy because it shows mm -hmm. that you know what you're doing, yep. right? So I've, I've just been trying to thankfully i have to say my clients are the best i have never right. encountered male or female to kind of undermine me to the point where it's it's kind of like is it a gender thing is it no never happened right. but i do see it in contact with other people or other businesses yeah. and i just my instinct is to remove myself but i've realized mm. over time that that's not furthering the, this issue it's just placating it and it's you know right so um and, and you're and, right i mean we really need to be there for each other and yeah there yeah. are fortunately lots of great people lots of great men who are sure. with us on that allies and allies exactly yeah the, the i you know it depends on how egregious the the um commentary is i i find yes. Humor is very helpful if I yes. kind of assess that, you know, um, like, you know, in the old days when you'd get, I, I got a lot of little ladies. Like my first big job oh. was uh, working for not just a chartered accounting firm, but the national office of a chartered accounting firm um, where partners were God, right? Right, right. And 
um, I got, I remember getting a little lady. I'm 5'10", so there's nothing little about me. And Same. So, so, <laughs> so they said little lady, and I, I would do things like, oh, I, you did not just say that. Come on. Like, right. So it's funny, you know, I would josh them out of it. Um, right. But there are circumstances where you say, you know, I, I know you don't mean ill will, but when you say something like that, it actually diminishes what I do for a living. And I know that would never be your intention or some, you know, or some version of that. Cause yeah. I still try the honey versus vinegar approach. I know most of the time. Um, and then unless they're a total a-hole and then, right, then, right, right. I, then I know no I'm not going to Because I have them. to give my toddler, I know, but I give my toddler that patience, right? I, that's how I speak to my toddler. So it's almost right. like, um, <laughs> Why am I giving you that same attention and patience when I need to give my child that? There's a finite amount of energy that I have yeah. every day and I feel like I'm, and you're right. You're 100% right. You know, honey over vinegar, for sure. I just sometimes, but, sometimes. Yeah. I, I will And you pick your battles, right? Adrian? Yeah. Like you pick your battles. Yeah. That's the thing. I, yeah. There are people, situations you think, you know what? This is not worth, I, you know, you no. smile just kind of say okay thank see you later or extricate yourself yes if it's for me i am more likely to hold my tongue but if i see it happening to somebody else my rage just like yeah overfills my head and it's yeah. just out there now and it's that's on you now so it's you tough. know i know it's i know tough. it's funny and i do i do deflect with humor a lot too but it's it's hard it's hard when you're trying to to get there and i always wish this for everybody i am at the point where i can run my business and pick who i work with which i realize how lucky i am to do that and right. how i it means i've reached a certain milestone so i understand that not everybody can you can't start out that way right you can't because you're literally building from zero right so you have to kind of take in what you can and mold it to mm -hmm. what you can but now i feel like i'm yes i'm at the point where if i think that you're going to be more of a problem than you are a solution or a, a teammate or a coworker or, you know, then it's out. It's like, I don't have to be there. It's such a good place to be at, you know? The first time you can fire a client. Yes. Because it's not a good fit mm -hmm. anymore. It's mind blowing. The best. Yes. It's mind blowing. The best. And that's it usually after long hours and you know time of yes figuring it out yes. and trying to address it but oh the minute yeah. you do that it's like yes be like i yeah. this is it this is how i want to run it yeah and i have to say this uh, you probably have some really good professional opinions on this but i was talking to a friend and she was thinking of opening up her own business and i'm always like yes do it don't yep. think about it you're gonna you're gonna kick yourself for not doing it earlier but i was saying to her you know when i um last year i had this kerfuffle happen and my website got deleted so i had about two days and i can't believe we pulled it off um i had help from some wonderful copywriters and uh, you know um uh, a coach too so it's just it, it it all came together two days i was wowed and impressed and amazed and then i said you know what this time 
this time I wasn't afraid to put in the pinks and the girly things and the flowers that I wanted. Whereas before I was so self-conscious about the fact that you can't be too girly because people won't want to work with you because they're going to think you're, you're less than and they're not going to take you seriously. And then this time I was like, let them. Those are not people that I want to work with, right? If you want to reduce me down to you know, that raise... type of a vibe, let them. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written and translated by recognized Japan expert, Dr. Heath Avey. Season one relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. You know, that's so interesting, Adriana, because I think what you're actually speaking to is authenticity and owning your authenticity. And yeah. that is actually, I believe, your, you know, the best part of your, your business and your brand is who you are, what you stand for, your values, and then living those, demonstrating those. And because, you know, when you talk about brand, since I mentioned the word brand, I'll, I'll you know, mention this, the idea of branding and marketing, in fact, is not to attract everyone. It's to attract the right ones. That's right. And That's so, right. Thank you. so by, you know, being an authentic um, example of your yourself and your values and the business you want to craft, you know, changing your website, for example, because I, I sense I see some of the background, um, you know, here on the screen. You know, it's beautiful. It's soothing. It's appealing. I want to look closer at it. Um, other people may feel differently. And um, and that's okay because maybe they're not the best client for you. That's right. And maybe you're not the best person for them. And that's okay. It, there's room for everybody, I believe. And so right. attracting the right kind of person is really where you're at. And that starts with a sense of authenticity. And authenticity sounds so simple. And it is simple, but it's not easy if, if we can understand the difference is that idea around, um, you, we know exactly what to do, but we get bogged down in the emotions. We get bogged down in, um, in what it means. So in that sense, it's not easy, but it is pretty straightforward. And it all yeah. starts with authenticity, I believe, because, and also that's how you feel your best too. I love that, that you're, you're saying exactly what I've been feeling in the last couple of months, I guess, last oh, couple of years. So it's, it's really great yeah. to hear. It's validating. So, oh, oh I'm so we've glad. got, uh, we've got a comment yeah. here from Carrie Lynn. Um, Carolyn's also a host actually on the network and she's got a show on Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern time, I believe. She is wonderful. She's one of my favorite people and she says great conversation. Thank you so much, oh. Carrie Lynn. And, I'm so Hi, glad Carrie you, Lynn. Thank to, you. To tune in. 
you, Thank you. if you That's love amazing. the woo woo if you love the woo woo yes. stuff jane you're gonna love her show okay um, you're totally gonna tell me how to access this and other shows yes um yes, and sorry there's a siren i live on a busy street near uh near the police station <laughs> and so yeah. a siren just went by so that's okay that's uh, okay yeah it's um i believe it's called tell um oh my gosh now i'm blanking on it tell well, we'll we'll find it and the yeah. yeah it's it's wonderful you'll see it on her page too actually i think it's carrie lynn's page commenting this is actually her facebook page psychic medium carolyn Shilhorn. okay um, great she's wonderful and she's such a calming presence but also a uh, an abundance of knowledge so i think you would love that good i'm writing her name down yeah, oh, good. I will send you the link. Don't worry, Jane. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Carolyn, oh, thanks. I adore you too. Spirit Switchboard, thank you. Thank you Yay. so much. I am, it's a Monday, Carolyn. Sorry. Apologies. I'm, my brain's <laughs> still on running on a Sunday. But, That's great. Thanks, yeah. Carolyn. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I think this is, this goes back to our conversation that we had before we went live. I do love the radio station because people are very authentic in the shows that they present to, which we don't, uh, we don't have a corporate agenda and it's so freeing that we can literally talk to anybody and about anything yeah. we have. I mean, yeah, we've got your, you know, courtesy and let's not be completely, you know, unprofessional live on air. Sure. But there is no like please push this and please push that. And, right. you know, um, well, independent radio, right? Exactly. But you as a person that, you know, is very familiar with the media, I feel like you would understand how important that yeah. is and how, how much, um, creative control I it. I don't think creative control of the individual exists anymore. I think that's, that's hard, right? You know, it's interesting. Um, it is hard. And we talk about, um, a big part of public relations is working with the media, collaborating with the media. And that landscape has changed so much. And um, for example, in my community, there's one, there are about six radio stations and one of them has news. One of them. just one, just one, and that's in a like Hamilton has six hundred thousand people, right? Just one, just yeah. One. And Hamilton has itself has six hundred thousand people, and then the area around it is you know certainly close to a million, yeah. And so you know that's a challenge because a lot of them are owned corporately, um, yeah. and local news is really struggling right now. Yeah, it really is. So yeah, um, I think it's very important to encourage and support programming like this one yeah. that we're on and the network itself because that's how um how voices flourish that's right so speaking of we're actually past the halfway mark here so for anybody that's just tuning in you are listening to negotiating happiness and we are live on the united public radio network and ufo paranormal radio network at 105.3 and 107.7 fm in new orleans and if you want to kick back and watch us on your big screen tv uh, check us out on roku tv um yeah and, and we're just talking i'm here with jane allison from dovetail um community in hamilton 
and um, we're just discussing uh, PR myths and branding and kind of, you know, how to flourish out of failure, which is one of probably one of my favorite subjects to talk mm. about. And we're just, we've just left <laughs> off here yeah. talking about branding yourself. And Carrie Lynn is saying it is hard to brand yourself you really need to be clear with who you are and feel brave and comfortable to be who you are yes thank you we were just talking about authenticity it's true and um sometimes when we we ourselves don't know who we are so who are you in business it could be somebody that's slightly different than who you are at home because of these Mm -hmm. parameters that you've put into place the people you work with the community that you're in so it is very hard to be clear and it is very hard to be brave to you know like i said put those pinks out there and those flowers it doesn't mean you don't understand and can't set up entire you know platforms and you don't have you know 15 years experience in trying to make operations work for various businesses because i do but if you want to reduce somebody down to to how they present themselves without really looking into it then that is a mistake that they're making not a mistake that you're making as the person who's branding themselves and it's hard it's hard to get to that point i think you know it is it takes a lot of self-worth and um you really have to work at it and listen it's not something that you have 100 percent 24 7 either so there's moments sure. of where you falter yeah. but i think you know um the whole branding exercise that people go through professionally is also something very uh impactful personally you know and it's yeah. about digging deep onto some questions that Sometimes it's okay to, it feels more comfortable answering as an organization. It's a bit removed. And so you can be quite pragmatic about it. But when you're talking about yourself, um, you get bogged down with what you think you're supposed to be or what you'd like to be or um, what you never think you're going to be, but you aspire to be and all of these things. And so it's, it's very hard. Like those are those conversations with yourself or trusted people um that allows you to kind of elicit that and listen hey therapy helps everything so um (laughs) certainly you know that's if that's for you that's certainly um the best i think everybody needs therapy i think it would be great to have a personal otherwise (laughs) i'm with you and i think if we could have someone on call be fantastic Mm -hmm. fantastic yeah that's that's true it's true What's um? What are some other PR myths that you keep hearing sure. from from people? Uh, well, one of my favorites is, um, y- you know, p- people say, "Oh, what do you do?" And I'll say, "Oh, I'm in public relations and communications." And they say, "Oh, I would love to do that. I love people." <laughs> okay, you know, and and again, that's one of those moments where you think, "Okay, do I explain it to them or just let it go?" And right. Well, um, liking uh, to interact with people is, is a good skill, uh, certainly. But the, the gist of um, public relations and communications, it, you know, focuses kind of on two areas. One is writing. You have to be a really good writer. Yeah. Craft messages, craft documentation, craft speeches and media releases and um, distill information into um, accessible an accessible format. That's, That's um, one skill. And then the other skill is a good strategic mind that really understands 
what an organization or seeks to understand what an organization's goals are. Because the big thing about another myth about public relations is that it's one thing, that mm-hmm. it's a newsletter or it's mm-hmm. social media or it's, mm-hmm. you know, teaching people how to be on camera or it's making a speech. It's all of those things and not one of those things. It, right. It's, it's choosing the best tools to communicate with the audience that allows the organization to meet its goals. So in other words, you don't want to do a newsletter or a blog or, um, or social media or TikTok just because it's a smart idea or everyone is doing it. Right. You do it because you have a goal to reach a certain demographic with weekly bite-sized pieces of information in order to help them understand that um, you need to apply for student funding if you want to get scholarships. I'm picking this out of the air. Right, right. Um, You know, I'm actually working on a project now that is a scholarship project, and they're looking at how they communicate. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, what they thought was how isn't actually how now. And so that's, that's proving to be quite interesting. And so it's really that um, those are a couple of big myths, what the job actually is um, and then how you want to do it and how you do it well. And it's, it's always about the organization's goals. And my third thing is, um, and this is a personal pet peeve of mine more than anything, but (laughs) Um, when you're doing your job properly, very little of it should be about you right. as a practitioner. Right. I, there are always PR people who make the story about them. And, you know, if, to me that I don't like that approach. I don't support that approach. But, you know, there's room for everybody. And if you want that kind of person working for you, great. But I personally don't think Um, I think PR people should generally be fairly invisible Mm -hmm. to the audiences that they're trying to connect with on the behalf of the organization um, because it's not about you. Yeah, I always thought that that was uh, very strange. And I thought that the dynamic of that would change if it if it was like in house PR, or if it was third party PR, I do think that that's a little bit different just from my observations alone. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I forgot what I was going to say and I was going to agree with you on something and completely I think it's just the making it a be about you like it's the self-aggrandizement yeah. that's you know then you're you're deflecting from your goal right and it, it there's also a really big difference between having a personal brand and like an organizational brand right yep. it, it, and a lot of us um I think are just used to um, again, the sensationalism of what we see in tabloids and, oh, that's PR or that's, which is not quite it. I remember having a conversation um, uh, probably a couple of months ago with a with a business friend as well. She runs her agency, I think, out of, um, I want to say Manitoba. Um, I might be mm-hmm. wrong, Saskatchewan. She's, she's been on the show a couple of times. She's probably going to laugh at me, but... Um, <laughs> she's she travels a lot too, so it's hard it's yes it's hard to keep track of where she is she travels a lot too she's just got a wonderful 
wonderful setup. But um, she was talking to me about how she engaged, you know, a PR firm to help her in, you know, they're getting, they're getting a lot of traction in the right kind of media, right? So in articles, magazines, you know, the right blogs, the right everything. And um, it's bringing her the exposure that she needs because she really does have a wonderful story to share of how she started her business. So I'm really happy for her to do that. And until I talked to her, it wasn't really even on my radar that that could be such a wonderful resource. And I just remember what I was going to say too. Um, and this kind of is connected because she's very into social media. She's got a really good following on her personal brand. Her Even her, her agency has a decent following, but her personal brand has a, a lot bigger following and it's all organic, which is very important. I think the whole sensationalism of becoming viral has ruined the mm. idea that you have to have strategy is what you were saying. You have to have strategy behind all of these efforts that you're putting into social media, your blogs, your newsletters. You know, there has to be a goal there that needs to be reached. You can't just start throwing things on the wall and seeing what sticks because you're not going to get the results that you wanted. And I think the fact that everybody wants to be viral, and I am not one of those people, and I will say it right now, the follow followers for me don't equate... Um, business or or great connections all the time so I'm super happy with my following my 760 followers thank you all you know because from that I've been able to have such rich connections I've I've gotten um, so much more engagement with the right people out of there and I can't necessarily say that I've always had a strategy, but I've held on to the whole like authenticity and the, you know, this is who I'm targeting. But if I were to start doing crazy dances on TikTok and seeing if I, you know, become viral or not, that is completely out of left field, not for my audience, not for me. And even the people that are going to interact with it are not going to be my target demographic. So it doesn't help me that as a service provider that works one-on-one with businesses to do that. And I feel like people miss that because they just want to be viral. And I always ask them why. And they just think it equates customers or clients. And I said, that's not true, right? Like that's probably one of the things that I've noticed so far. It's true. And it gets back to what we were chatting about earlier about um, attracting the right client, not every client or attracting the right follower not the not every follower and so right you know if you had a thousand followers and 999 of them had no interest in what you were doing they just thought you were kind of funny right the one who said you know i want to work with adriana because Mm -hmm. i can see that she's got this approach to things that's the one you want and that's worth all the other 999 so it's really important to kind of figure out what your north star is in this quest Uh, mm-hmm. And when you're planning PR, public relations and communications, and, you know, it's, it's um, like a communications plan, you know, for example, when I do one, like they're 25, 30 pages. So they're not meager in terms of the robust, there's tons of research in looking at these, answering these very questions, and then all kinds of different strategies to address them. Very few of them may be, you know, public or right. media or your more traditional things. Um, right. You know, one of the best um, things for corporate um, or not-for-profit clients, organizational clients, is 
this idea that I put in just about every plan, which is the idea of champions, you know, identify, we call them influencers now, pardon me, but that ends up kind of ascribing them to, to the social media influence realm. And when I say champion, I mean, they could come out in any, uh, room, but identify those people who would love to give a testimonial, who sit on a lot of committees and are able to kind of chat about you when appropriate. These are the people that you would keep up to date about everything that's going on just because. Um, And then every once in a while something happens and you hear from someone and said, oh, I was talking to so-and-so champion and they suggested X and I'm calling you. And it ends up work, donation, collaboration, any one of those things. Um, That's a very behind the scenes Kind of thing. It's not very public That's necessarily. Right. Um, yeah. So there's all kinds of things in that. And that gets back to the strategic aspect that public relations and communications has to have. You have to be going yeah. somewhere and connecting to something. Yeah. Yeah. There, there has to be, has to be a purpose behind it. Um, right. Exactly. Is there, is there any other PR myths that you want to share with us? I think that, you know, listen, I love a good movie, television, bingeable series. Uh, but I think it's one of those, the idea of the image of public relations people and reporters have been very, uh, you know, they're used often in, in storytelling uh, because they're fascinating um, professions. And they right. get access to people's lives and situations that maybe are a bit outside yeah. the norm. And that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. So we get that. But the true aspect of the work is, you know, it's a lot of work at your desk. It's a lot of talking on the phone. It's a lot of thinking about stuff. The old mm-hmm. three martini lunch of the former, you know, the madman, right. just like Mad Men had yeah. took a run at advertising um right. you know there and and you realize now of course that those that life doesn't exist anymore so too with a lot of the old ways of viewing public relations right. um uh still are being put to bed yeah it's very yeah. similar to so I think some that of the other we socialize a lot yeah it's it's very similar to the other uh, professions as well, right? They sensationalize how law really is in courts or behind the scenes, you know, like you get like the really fun drama filled things. But then when you actually read a court transcript or you sit in on a court matter, you're like, wow, I could fall asleep right now, you know? <laughs> so right. it's kind of funny right. how it doesn't work the same way. But yeah, I... I completely agree with that. And the landscape keeps changing. And if you're not changing, it means you're not keeping up with it. So that's a problem. Well, and I think evolution of, you know, evolving as, as people, uh, like Mm -hmm. if you're not, you know, back to this question of failure, this is actually perfect timing. If you're not failing on the regular, I don't mean big fails, but if you're not kind of figuring it out and thinking, okay, that didn't work. On a regular basis, you're not trying enough new things. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that's really important, I think. Um, You know, I, for example, I love to cook. 
I do. It's very, you know, meditative for me. And I just, all I'm focused on is that at the moment. So it's kind of stress relieving. My brain quiets down. Um, but the interesting aspect of the way I cook is, uh, and I think a lot of people can be like this, is I'm not afraid to try anything once. Mm-hmm. Like I, So I just go for it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You have to order it in take in take out you know we have a yeah. local like a pizzeria around here called um like pizza pizza and i think the phone number is nine six seven eleven eleven is sort of, of course the, the it slogan. is and like what's the worst that can happen you have to phone nine six seven eleven eleven okay yeah so yeah. so that's the spirit in which i think a lot of um our professional aspects in terms of growing and changing and trying new things um, yeah. really needs to be like, so what if it fails? That's right. That's right. And I can see here, you know, another thing not to you. try at least. And yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's just, I think the, the idea of like, Malcolm Gladwell, a boy from Kitchener, Waterloo. Thank you very much. Hmm. Who um, talked about the 10,000, no, the idea of mastery and the 10,000 hours. And, right. and you know, you, the 10,000 hours, you've got to keep trying and keep plugging away and, and doing new things and seeing what sticks and what doesn't. Yeah. And when it doesn't, okay, next. And yeah. it's so important, but it also keeps it really exciting. It can be frustrating too, but I think it just keeps it really exciting. And so feeling that sense of um, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Right. Right. Which is very true. Which was my mantra when I started this company. Yeah. 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 So yeah. What makes you, what makes you happy, Jane? What keeps pushing all of this forward for you day in and day? And I'm not talking about like Jane as a, you know, daughter, partner, sibling, mother, you know, friend, just you, your individual, you, what makes this worth it for you? Like, what do you do to kind of unwind and be like, yeah, this is the life. <laughs> um, it's, uh, well, it's a twofold answer. I think it's the people Isn't in my always? life. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. But people, like people, 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 the connections in your life um, that matter um, are what make the trip worthwhile. Right. So, and I, I will say that about the, the clients, you know, I'm honored to, to collaborate with um, and help them achieve their goals. And they in turn help me achieve my goals. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really plugging into that and having authentic connection. That's a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> less seriously, but I would say as important is, is I've got a fairly rich creative life, meaning um, I'm not artistic, but I'm creative. So I plug away at all these different kind of pursuits of, you know, making clothes and I love to decorate and I'm a geek about architecture and housing. And, um, and listen, I, in, during the pandemic, I discovered crocheting, which, you know, oh. and I, I'm telling you, uh, you're sitting there. My brain is quiet. My hands are busy. I'm watching my shows. 
I'm relaxed, like it, but I'm still producing something of, right. of beauty, hopefully, or at least function. <laughs> Uh, uh, or one of those, well, next, you know, one of those failures, but still, so I think anything that gets into that part of my brain, like I'll tell you, my happy places are, you know, Michael's craft store and a Home Depot. Mm, Like it's just uh, throwing a fabric. You can do some real damage. You can do some real damage, like fabric. My mom's a tailor, so I've been going to fabric land since I was a wee girl. So I, oh, let me tell you, you can make some damage there. That's for sure. (laughs) I guess for our American friends, those things. There's some lag here. Sorry about that. Uh, I was saying, Joanne's fabric. Yes, Joanne's. Yep. That's what I was going to say. That's like Joanne's if anybody needs to equate what that's like. But I think Joanne's has way better selection, though. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's just access to they have critical mass and they have more ability yeah. to, I think, fund things. But I have family in Maine that I like to see every summer if I can. Ooh. And Joanne's is always a stop. Let's just say that. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. I don't blame you, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Hobby uh, Lobby. I could go to Hobby Lobby all the time. We don't have Hobby I, Lobby here, friends. We, no, we but we have, um, we do have Michaels, thank the Lord. Yes, we do have yeah. Michaels, and I can definitely do some damage yep. in there. But I've kind of reined it all in. I do like to be creative and artistic myself, but it's... um. It's hard when you've got a little one and the business yeah. and 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 right. So well, it's the that, soul, the whole, the whole thing. You can you can have everything, just not all at the same time. Yes, that's true. So even so. Carrie Lynn here says, "My heart is smiling." This conversation is what my spirit needs today. Thank you, Adrienne and Jade. We thank you so much for tuning oh, in, Carrie Lynn. That's yeah, so lovely. Wonderful. Thank you, Carrie Ann. She thank Carrie you. Lynn is one of my favorite people. So if anybody oh, wants to great. check out her page go for it she's lovely also jane i just wanted to tell everybody um that they can reach you on instagram at dovetail underscore jane and Correct. um i've already posted in the comments but if you want to find uh, jane at her uh on her website is it dovetailcommunity.com that's yes. dovetailcommunity.com um i enjoyed our conversation so much but we're actually out of time so i can't believe that, that just kind but, of flew by yeah right um we'd well, love thank to you have so you much back, for having Jane. me yeah Anytime. No, thank you we'd love to have you back and we want to hear more about you know kind of what projects you've got going on in the community sure. um and want to hear more about the kind of work that that you do because i think it is really important for people to know you know what pr does what uh can it can't do or just to have some realistic expectations even you know as a business owner or maybe somebody who potentially works for uh for somebody that maybe needs to have that sort of a of a guidance in their in their life or in their work life maybe yeah right um so thank you so much and to everybody that tuned in um everybody was wonderful with comments and um we are going to try and go live on Instagram as well every week. And I will do my best to have a new guest every week. But sometimes you guys might get some replays. It's just life. So <laughs> it happens. Um, 
And thank you so much to the platform um, that I've been given here on United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. Um, and if you guys want to check out some of our previous episodes as well, you can find us on SoundCloud um, or on our Facebook page or Instagram. Uh, we'll, we'll post the replays for sure. Have a wonderful rest of your week, everybody. And thank you again, Jane. Thank you, Adriana. Such a pleasure. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Take care.